Good morning to each of you this morning. It's good to be here. Greet you in Jesus' name. As I was sitting in the service this morning, it, it seems like it was a little walk down memory lane, especially when I realized that Rick and Holly was sitting in front of us, and I hadn't seen them for a while and hadn't seen their family, and I remember him when he was not married. And uh, so I don't know if that makes him or I old, but I... Uh, it's a lot of changes here. I always love coming to, uh, to Ebenezer. I always feel a, a warmth and a welcome here, and I appreciate you for that. And uh, we also bring greetings from Santa Fe Congregation in Lake Butler, Florida. And come visit us sometime. We love visitors. Our brother already has shared our sermon title this morning, and it's simply Blessings from God. Do you feel like this morning that you're a blessed person? Did you wake up this morning feeling blessed? Did you experience blessings this past week or this past month? And I trust you have. I often don't realize how blessed I am. Back in 1863, Abraham Lincoln said this, We have been the recipients of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which preserved us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us. And we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. Intoxicated with unbroken success, we have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and preserving grace, too proud to pray to the God that made us. That was Abraham Lincoln's thoughts many years ago, and I had to think, what if he would say that about America now? Or what if he would say that about my church, or your church, or you? Are you, do you remember the God that made us, the supplier of our blessings? We are a blessed people. I don't think any of us would disagree with that, and we're going to look for a few minutes at some practical blessings that we each enjoy. We don't have time to go through all of them, but turn first to Acts chapter 17 as we consider the source of our blessings. <clears throat> Acts chapter 17, beginning in verse number 24, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, neither is worshipped by men's hands, for to dwell, I'm sorry, neither is worshipped by men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. Note that verse. Neither is worshipped by men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life, breath, and all things. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed 
and the bounds of their habitation. That they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As certain also of of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. God has made the world and all things therein. It says here that he giveth to all life and breath and all things. It goes on, in him we live and move and have our being. That is our God. That is a supplier of our blessings. Someone put it this way, he is the very source of our existence. The principle of life comes from him. The principle of motion also comes from him. If you'll note that last thought there in, I can't put my finger on the verse, but the one of have our being. If you look that up a little bit, that word is, that word means gospel. He, he, he has our gospel. He has our hope. He has our salvation. In him we can be saved. And that is the God that showers these blessings upon us today. So let's start with blessings that we enjoy daily. Not new blessings, not blessings that are off to the side, but blessings that we often take for granted. And the first one is food. Is anyone here starving this morning? I don't think so. If it is, you didn't eat your breakfast, but there was plenty for you to eat. Genesis chapter 1, at least where I was staying this morning, there was plenty to eat. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, thinking about the blessing of food. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So man, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created, created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree, in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day." <clears throat> Food. If you was to do a little research, you would see that one in nine people in the world do not have enough food to lead a healthy and active life. And that was a little bit sobering to me. That comes out to like 795 million people. That's a lot of people that don't have enough food to lead an active lifestyle as you and I would, would have. So when you, when you bow your head let's say at lunchtime you're working and you, you pause to 
to grab a sandwich, and when you bow your head to thank God for the food, is it real? Do you think about the blessing that you have of food? Do you think about possibly a starving individual or a little child that doesn't have enough to eat? Far too often, the, the, the time between when I bow my head and when I say amen is really short. And I haven't considered what I have. The blessing of food. I don't know anything about going day after day and being hungry. I never had. My parents always had enough food. Now, I'm sure that, that they had some, some struggles providing groceries as anyone else did, but we always had enough. My mom was able to make food come from somewhere, somehow, three times a day. <clears throat> the typical family, a hundred years ago, spent 43% of their income on food, a hundred years ago. So do a little math and, and see how your budget is today. It, from what I could find, it says we spend about 10% on our income now on food. That's a lot of difference, a lot of difference. Does that have any bearing on me being thankful for my food? Because it is so readily available, it's so cheap, it's... I think often we could do better at maybe not eating so much and thinking about others. At least I could. Number two, the blessing of water. <clears throat> Psalm 65. We have been staying in a camper for the last three or four days, and the other morning it was cold and we woke up with no water. Water is a blessing. The world stops without water at least in a camper. Psalm 65. <clears throat> verse number 9. Get the right psalm here. Psalm 65, verse 9. Thou visitest the earth and waterest it. Thou greatly enrichest it with the river of God, which is full of water. Thou preparest them corn when thou hast so provided for it. Thou waterest the ridges thereof abundantly. Thou settlest the furs thereof. Thou makest it soft with showers. Thou blessest the springing thereof. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy paths drop fatness. They drop upon the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered over with corn, and they shout for joy. They also sing. The blessing of water. Did you thank God for water this morning? I didn't either, but I should have because uh, I was studying this. But water, we take it for granted. <clears throat> How important is water? And most of us don't know what it's like not to have good water because we can either go to the store and buy it in the bottles, distilled. Um, we, can, we have good wells. We don't know what it's like to be without water. The World Health Organization and United Nations Children's Fund says that more than a billion people lack the most basic water supply. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but a lot of people, especially in other countries, do not have good water. <clears throat> Somebody said that to bring water and sanitation to all would cost $10 billion a year. $10 billion a year, and everybody could have clean, fresh water. <clears throat> That person went on to say that that's one-tenth of what Europe spends on alcoholic drinks each year. 
one-tenth. If they would do without one-tenth of their alcohol, they could supply the whole world with water. It's about the same as Europe spends on ice cream. If Europe would quit eating ice cream and send all their money, everybody could have water. And that's half of what the United States spends one year on pet food. And that's sad. If we could just come together as America and provide water for the world, the blessing of water. The next one is the blessing of clothes, Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, verse 28. If then God so clothes the grass, which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O ye of little faith? Another blessing that we seldom think of is our clothes. We go to... Walmart or Tractor Supply or Sears or Kohl's or wherever and buy clothes in any day of the week. <clears throat> we have plenty of clothes. We can go to thrift stores and yard sales, buy good, good clothes. What about those that don't? Those of you may have got the um, CAM newsletter. I read it at, at Ivan's place. But um, there's a country west of China called Tajikistan. And it's, it's one of the poorest countries that, that had uh, once belonged to the Soviet Union, and they have very cold winters there, very cold winters. And what impressed me about that flyer there that I read this morning was there was a lot of children, a lot of young children there. And, and my heart went out to think about those children not having warm clothes. And what can I do about it? And uh, if you'll look on that flyer, there's something you can do about it. Not very much money sends a lot of clothes to this area. And uh, I encourage us, as we can, to help supply clothes for those who don't have enough money. It says there that some live on as little as $1.25 a day in this little, this little area. And some obviously have no income at all. So they don't have enough money to even buy food, much less clothes. The blessing of clothes. We also think about how God provided for the children of Israel, how he led them 40 years in the wilderness. That's just a miracle to think about clothes just lasting and lasting. God is interested in blessing us with clothes. The next one is blessings of a job. Deuteronomy 8.18, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers as it is this day. God has given you the power to get wealth. In other words, he has given you the, the strength, the physical, the mental ability to make a living for your family. <clears throat> First Chronicles 29, 11 and 12, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. <clears throat> Both riches... And honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all, and in thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great. In thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. <clears throat> we uh, have a family that lives in our community from Oregon, and 
he was, he's able to take his job with him. He's not physically able to work, but he works for EMI people and sells internet um, service and filters and stuff like that. And he can take his job with him. And in different times, he'll come to the shop there where I work and, and set up in my office when the ladies have sewing or something. It just impresses me how he takes his job with him. And he told me one time that EMI people kind of made a job for him. He, it was kind of a new thing for him, and he needed work. And somebody saw a need and, 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 allow, and give him a job. And since that, they've, somebody said they just hired Timo Miller to work for them as a salesman too. The blessing of a job. Do you love your job? Probably not all of you, but do you thank God that you have a job, that you can provide for your personal needs or for your family's needs? Do you know what it's like to get fired, to not have a job? <clears throat> do we thank God for our jobs? And I didn't know if I should say this or not, but I think we should also thank God for our boss men because they are responsible for our jobs. And it's up to them to, con to uh, manage the job site and the business where they can pay you. So maybe we should thank God for our bosses. <clears throat> Number five is a blessing of friends. Job chapter 2. <clears throat> is that clock correct? I'm a little confused, and I'm not supposed to preach overtime. What time you normally get at 12? Job chapter 2, verse 11 through 13. Now when Job's three friends heard of all this evil that was come upon him, they came everyone from his own place, Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namanthite. For they had made an appointment together to come to mourn with him and to comfort him. And when they lifted up their eyes afar off and knew him not, <clears throat> they lifted up their voice and wept. And they rent every one of his, every one his mantle and sprinkled dust upon their heads toward heaven. So they sat down with him upon the ground seven days and seven nights, and none spake a word unto him, for they saw that his grief was very great. The blessing of friends. <clears throat> if you can... <clears throat> excuse me. Move yourself to this situation. If you can see, visualize a little bit the condition of Job. Think about these three men. They had heard about him losing all his material things. They heard about, heard about him losing his family, servants, children, health. He was a well-known man, and news had traveled fast, I'm assuming. They made an appointment together to come, and when, it, when they got there, it says they wept, they tore their clothes, they put dust on their heads, and they sat there for seven days and seven nights. Didn't say a word, just sat there. Now, I don't know if I could have done that, but that's a blessing of a friend. And when you and I are called to face the, the rough things of life. First of all, go to God. Get off your knees and go find your friends. You need them. Our friends can rally around us and pick us up and help us through almost anything by the grace of God. That's our friends. 
Our friends can pull us back from the edge of hell. If we're sliding in temptation, if we're falling, if we're struggling, God and our friends can get us back from the edge. I encourage you this morning, thank God for your friends. They will help you when you need them. Proverbs 18, 24, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Now, I love my brothers. I've got a twin brother, three older brothers, and I love them very much. They're my heroes. But it says here in this Proverbs that there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. It doesn't always have to be, but have someone that's on speed dial, that you can call when you need help. That's the blessing of a friend. We also have an account in Luke 15 about the, uh, the lady that had a lost piece of silver. She says when she had found it, she called her friends and her neighbors together saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I've lost. Friends, share our joys. When something exciting happens, call your friend and tell them. I had a really good friend of mine call me yesterday and tell me some very exciting news. And it thrilled my heart that he thought about me. Friends, share joys. John 15, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Have you laid down your ideas, your preferences, some time, a little bit of money for your friends? Greater love hath no man than this. The blessings of a deep friendship. Will I lay down my life for my friends? A brother that's not here this morning that is a part of your church stopped what he was doing one day and sat down at his desk and wrote me a little card. And he had an interest in my life and what was going on in my life. And that is a blessing of friends. He didn't have to do that. I never would have thought anything less of him. But you know what? I never thanked him. And that's where I failed. And I planned to do that. I was hoping he would be here today, but he's not. The blessing of friends. Number six, this is a little bit tough for me. The blessing of affliction. 2 Corinthians 4. Second Corinthians four, fifteen through eighteen. <clears throat> this is not my word, so please don't judge me. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, <clears throat> but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And I confess to you this morning that it is very hard for me to see the blessing of affliction in my life. 
But I want to accept this by the grace of God to understand that in light of eternity, it is an exceeding and eternal weight of glory. And simply what that means is an abundance of honor, praise, and worship. If you was to look up weight and glory. In its abundance of honor, praise, and worship. And I don't fully understand all that. But the songwriter says it so well. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. When we see Jesus, yes, I'm going to have some questions for him. But as we think about the blessings of affliction, John or Job 23, verse 10, He knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold, as pure as gold. Free from dross. Is that my testimony this morning as I think about afflictions that God has allowed in my life? Psalm 119.67 Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. Someone said this, Afflictions, affliction sanctified is a great blessing. You may say, brother, you have no idea what I'm going through. You don't know me. You don't know my struggles, and that's true, I don't. But God's word said that it will be a far more an exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That's what God's word says. Take hope in that. No, we don't understand it. Yes, we have questions for Jesus. The blessing of affliction. When I come forth, when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. And that is my prayer. Number seven, the blessing of compassion. Luke 15. <clears throat> Luke 15, verse 20. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. You know, as we consider the blessing of compassion, we consider the condition of my life before I was saved. What I did, it says, the father saw him and had compassion and ran. And fell on his neck and kissed him. What a, what a picture of what God has done for each of you this morning. The blessing of compassion on the sinner. What, would, what do you think was going through this young man's mind as he was walking home? And he was hungry and he was dirty and he, he knew what he had done. If you'll study into that story, he was, he was, a, he was a rebellious young man. He, he did some awful things. He was expecting to be a servant. But his father in compassion, ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And we know the story. He went home and made a big meal. The blessing of compassion. Also in Luke 7, Luke 7. And it came to pass the day after that, verse 11, that he went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother. And she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. 
Note verse 13, and when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, weep not. We serve a God of compassion. He knows what you're going through. He knows everything about your life. And he has compassion on you. And as he said unto her, weep not. Or weep in me. Let me gather you in my arms while you weep. We serve a God of compassion, and I am so thankful for that. In 1 Peter 3, verse 8. 1 Peter 3, 8. Finally, be all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. That sympathetic closeness of compassion. Bearing each other's burdens. Arms around each other, hand in hand, filling each other's pain, the blessing of compassion. The last one is the blessing of protection. Psalm 91. Psalm 91, 11 and 12. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. How many times has God kept you safe in your day-to-day activities of life? How many times, how close have we been to a bad accident or to a something at work or something fallen or falling off of a roof? The blessing of protection. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. No, we're not always called to escape. There's going to be tragedies. There's going to be lives lost. But the angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. Doesn't deliver them from pain. Doesn't deliver them from loss. Delivers them. What a blessing. Protection from evil. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Closing, Psalm 116. Do you consider the blessings of God in your life this morning? Psalm 116, verse 12. May we be as a psalmist here. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? As we consider these few blessings this morning, now it's our turn. What can we do? What can we do from here today? Be a blessing. Be a blessing. We're a blessed people. Let's turn around and be a blessing. Be a blessing to everyone you meet. Be a blessing to the cashier. Open the door for someone. Make a meal for the sick. Help a stranger. Lift a load. Be a blessing. Spurgeon says this. I'm sorry. Quote, the greatest blessing in the whole world is being a blessing. Be a blessing. Allow that to be your response to God's blessing to your life. 
Matthew 10, 42, And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. Spurgeon says this, God has a way of giving by the cartload to those who give away by the shovelful. Are you a generous person this morning? Do you shower God's blessings in your life on others? Be a blessing. Second one, be thankful. Deuteronomy 8. Verse 10, we just come through the Thanksgiving season. Do you consider yourself a thankful person? <clears throat> Deuteronomy 8, verse 10, When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Be thankful. Psalm 100, verse 4, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Be thankful. Thank God every day for the blessings that he has given you. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. We find in Hebrews 13, verse 15, continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. That is what we are called to do. And the last one is be content. Philippians 4, verse 11. <clears throat> Philippians 4, verse 11. <clears throat> Not that I speak in respect of want, for I've learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Sometimes them are really hard words to say. Paul said, I have learned. I have learned. In whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. And by the grace of God, I want to learn that as well. Sometimes I feel like I'm just learning. First, First Timothy 6, 6, But God in us with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. One of the things that we can give to God is a contented life. God can use a contented person. God can make them the person he wants them to be. And as we consider the blessings that God so abundantly gives us, showers upon us, may we be a blessing to others. May we be thankful. And may we be content. To the church here, Thank you. I appreciate you very much. Thank you for your part you play in Ivan and Jen and their family's life. And thank you for the warmth and the welcome that we received this morning. May God bless you as you go through from go from here. Be a blessing. May God bless. <clears throat>